0: buying chillers and serial killers. I'm Emma. I'm Becky. And we have Tom with us again. What's
1: up? And welcome to (laughs) 2001. (laughs) Represent. (laughs) So, poor Tash is still really really poorly i think this is going to be a bit of an ongoing thing with tash i think it might be another couple of weeks before she's back she has a really nasty virus it's not covid she has had to go into hospital but she they didn't keep her in or anything she just had um, a few hours in in hospital but she can't um stay up late enough to record with us because she gets really really tired because of this horrible virus that she's got so yeah tom you're good for the next couple of weeks
2: yeah it's the first i've heard about it
0: <laughs> no, you can't say no now. Uh,
2: I, I will let you know
0: no you have to say yes in front of in front of the listeners do it for the listeners tom the listeners well, love you
2: if if the listeners let you know that they want me back i will come back okay so so it's down to you listeners <laughs> okay. and S- send out some love, send some love on the social medias
1: to Australian Tom. <laughs> oh, I like the way you did that. We can actually plug our social medias. Oh, yeah. Segway.
2: It was a good good segue, wasn't it? It was a yeah, very was good segue.
1: segue. You're getting really good at this. Professional Tom. Yeah. So our Facebook is easy. It's just Spine Chillers and Serial Killers, and you'll see our little logo, and you can join us there. Um, our Twitter is scsk underscore pod, And I'm pretty sure our TikTok is the same. But let me just double check. So the TikTok is SCSK underscore podcast. So I got fancy and
0: use the whole word podcast. Yeah. And then the Instagram is the same as the Twitter. It's SCSK underscore podcast. And then also if you have any ghost stories or hometown murder stories, you can always send us an email. And the email is chillers dot dot pod at gmail dot com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you.
1: Absolutely. And now we need to hear from you to get Tom back. Otherwise, next week's just me and Bex.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tom Which needs some is, love. There is nothing We're, we're not. We're not needy like Tom. We We know you're there. Whereas Tom <laughs> needs needs this. He needs validation from you. <laughs> Give it to him, please.
2: I, I, I need to feel the love. Anyway,
0: uh, should we get to it? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Becky, you're starting. I was going to say, as usual, I can't remember who's starting.
1: No, it's definitely you because my story went on and, on and on and on and on and on last week. It's your turn. Okay.
0: Right. um My story this week is a serial killer. So. No. What? Yes.
2: I am shocked to my very core.
0: Someone who kills people, but not just the once. Multiple, but more multiple times. times.
2: Does he fill holes? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, the famous joke that was cut out on the last one. (laughs) And then we keep referencing it and no one knows what we're talking about. (laughs) My bad, my bad. It was because it was your joke and you weren't confident enough to know it was funny. And it obviously it, it was. Just, it,
1: it just didn't get the laughs. It just didn't get the laughs. And I was thought, no, you're gone. But then, of course, everybody kept referencing it. So for the entire podcast last week, you're probably wondering why Tom kept calling Pedro Phil Hole. And you'll never know.
0: Yeah. It's because, did I spell it wrong at one point and we laughed about it? No, it- I just
1: thought, I just thought it... It sounded like Phil Hole, and of yeah, course Phil Hole is. is funny, because we're all perverts. Yeah. But anyway, moving yeah. swiftly on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yes, you both are.
1: You, 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 Smutty McSmutterson, can be quiet.
0: Smutty McSmutterson. That's a good one. Right, well, this story starts bad and gets worse, so... Oh, great! I mean, that's, <laughs> that's
2: how... how we like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, um in a lot of the uh, serial killers that we look at there's the unfortunate beginnings and this is again just running with the same uh, pattern really it doesn't change too much this is about Arthur John Shawcross
1: Oh fab I haven't heard of this one either
0: I love that I love the fact that you do the ones that I've never heard before I try uh, I try and well, I think this one is quite well known, but I do try and do the lesser known.
2: Have you got a list of ones you have heard of him? Yeah, and it, and it just like it's all creams your jeans when you find a new cereal.
1: Creams color. my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ugh. that's disgusting. Is that
0: another early early two thousands insult thing? Was that early tune that creamy jeans?
1: I'd never heard that before. No, no, oh, that's disgusting. And I, you should be Have ashamed you of yourself. That is gross. It means you're yes, really excited. I understand what it means. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but you just sound, you sounded really excited when it's like, "Oh, I haven't heard no, of this because, one
1: before." Well, it's good. It's uh, I just like the fact that Becky talks about the serial killers that nobody else does. That's all.
0: Right, shall I start the story? <laughs> Shawcross was born on June 6, 1945, in Kittery, Maine, America. Um, But his family moved to Watertown, New York, when he was young. He was allegedly a frequent bedwetter uh, and had an overbearing mother. Sign number one. Yeah. Yeah, sign number two. Had an overbearing mother who allegedly sexually abused him throughout his childhood. For fuck's sake, side number two. Yeah, despite intelligence tests that de- determined him that he had an IQ of eighty-six, which is pretty, pretty, pretty low, 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 below average. He got A's and B's at school. Oh, okay, when he was nine years old, his auntie sexually abused him. his auntie and yeah his auntie so, yeah so everyone's abusing him
2: it's like an auntie
0: <laughs> i know what an auntie is <laughs> i was just surprised
1: that his auntie was at it at the same time as his mother was at it poor kid what are the odds yeah. two perverts anyway
0: yeah and he allegedly had sexual relations with his sister during middle school and during junior oh, high for fuck's sake, what kind of family is this
2: Dude's getting laid.
0: <laughs> oh, Thomas! <laughs> um, his mother later found out about him sleeping with his sister and fre- threatened to castrate him. Threatened to what? Castrate him. Cut off his But was she fiddling with him as well? Well, I... Well, a mother that does that to her son—you wouldn't really expect her to, you know, make or make sense of things. I don't know.
2: Ugh. Exactly. These are my balls, they're no one else's balls, so I'm going to take them off you.
0: Yeah, and that's basically. I wonder what you found about at first. I was just talking about your balls. <laughs> 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 I was just looking down and going, these are my balls. Mine. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I love them. <laughs> uh, in school, he had a reputation of being a bully, and he dropped out of high school during his freshman year. I'm not year. surprised
1: he was a bully. He, trying to take out some of that fucking anger on someone.
0: Yeah, how old are they in freshman year? Is that when they're about 18?
2: Uh, 14.
0: 14, oh, wow. Th-
2: 13, 14.
0: Also this was all happening before he was even 14. Ooh. He went on to marry a woman and had a son with her but later divorced and gave up gave up his custody rights to his son. When he was 21 years old, he was drafted in the US army and uh he when he was drafted in, he scored above average in intelligence tests. Uh I don't know why, but all, everything was they all kept talking about that intelligence test all that. I don't think I've ever had an intelligence test. An actual IQ test. Probably not a bad thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. That was a burn, Emma. Thank you. I'm sure one of the questions is, is a quail a fish? (laughs) Oh, little Becky ticking the yes. Oh. A fish, I know. Um <laughs> <laughs> after spending a tour of duty in Vietnam during the Vietnam War, he allegedly became traumatized in the process,
2: which is understandable. understandable. It it took the war to traumatize
0: him. That's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I think this whole life was pretty traumatising But by point. all
1: accounts, the Vietnamese war was pretty horrendous. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's no, a whole other like, podcast. Be,
2: not, not not like being sexually abused by your mother and your aunt and then having a sexual relationship with your sister. It's a different said, oh. type
1: of horrendous. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's still yeah, traumatic. I was, I was
1: just saying that the Vietnamese war traumatised a lot of people. That's That's all.
2: Oh no, no, absolutely. No, I was I wasn't disagreeing. You
0: were, you were. No, I wasn't. Girls, girls, you're both pretty. Now stop <laughs> Stay out of it, Becky. <laughs> After his tour ended, he married another woman, so he was getting married to a lot of people. Fit or something? Uh named Linda. No, he's okay. not. Uh in his younger years, like like a normal average man. Now, I had a look earlier, where a lot of the interviews, he was an older man with a super, a mega eye I twitch. Were say, like he was m- I thought you going to say super
1: mega big cop for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of interviews do you think I was watching? <laughs> I
0: don't know, but it would explain a lot. I'll have to try and make a gif of it. He's got, a, like, a mega eye twitch, like he's blinking. Like, try and blink as fast as you can. That was his twitch. He was like, yee, like, uh throughout a lot of the interview. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what my eye sounds like when I blink.
0: <laughs> I was trying to kind of get across because people can't see me, but I was pulling a really awful face. Um But obviously... The Twitch, that can happen to anyone, but it's just, it really was off putting when I was trying to listen to what he had to say. And this, yeah, he married another woman named Linda who bore witness to the darker aspects of his personality, including a tendency to set fires. A, uh, army psychiatrist would state that he gained sexual enjoyment from fire sex. Is, isn't this
1: another serial killer trait? The fire thing.
0: Yeah, it is, yeah. It's escalation. So it's escalating. Eventually, Shawcross and Linda moved to Clayton, New York, where he began committing crimes, including arson and burglary. So Linda was like, meh, actually, I'm not going to stay married to this awful husband that keeps setting fires everywhere. And she got the hell out of there. Good shout. Yeah. Pretty good one, Linda. Her instincts were right. And uh, he eventually was arrested and sentenced to five years in prison. He was released in October 1971 after serving just 22 months of his sentence. After he saved the life of a prison guard, Uh, after a riot broke out in the facility, he got paroled early. Okay. Yeah. Good skills. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's just all part of, it. I think he was a, a manipulator. I think that's why he got married to so many people. I just think he had the, had the chat. Gift of the gab. Yeah. Once out of prison, he married for a third time, and I couldn't find the name of this woman, and... It's that damn massive cock. Probably did, <laughs> <laughs> So you have to keep that in now, because if not, this won't make sense. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I bet that fills a hole.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, and all those people out there going, oh, I don't like banter on true crime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Th-
2: 30 minutes of banter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not. Yeah, some some of the podcast episodes are ages before they even start, so we're not too bad. 10 minutes is fine. This is when his behavior takes another really awful dark turn. On the 7th of May 1972, Shawcross lured 10-year-old Jack Owen Blake into a wooded area in Watertown. Jack knew Shawcross because he had taken him fishing a few times in the past. The boy would never come out of the woods oh, again. So, not kids. I know, I don't, st- I don't, there's not too many kids. I was like, oh, I don't really want to do this. Just oh, he's not
1: just a kid killer.
0: Okay. No, no. Um, if not, I probably wouldn't have done it just a little bit too much for me at the minute. Um, on the September 2nd. So that was in May. And this is on the September of the same year. So did, did, he did killed- they find him? Did, how did he do it? No. They, they never found him. No, not yet. No, they never found him, apparently. It's not, I don't don't go into detail of the killings in a lot of this, because it's awful. Oh, but man, I like the awful stuff. He strangled him and then mutilated the boy's genitals. That's hardly
1: surprising, really, you know, considering what he's been through.
0: Yeah, and then he ate part of the boy as well. Um, it's really nasty stuff. All right, for the I've described it a little bit, but I don't go into too much detail. That's hardcore. It, for like just like be... his
1: first time, he like went, he went in.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's awful. poor little soul. I oh, know, poor little lad. And it was one of them things because he knew him. He apparently this guy he he knew how to play the part and kind of get close to people in a short amount of time. Yeah, before, like grooming before murdering them. Yeah, and then um, so on September of the same year, he raped and killed an eight-year-old girl called Karen Ann Hill who had been visiting Watertown with her mother for Labor Day weekend. He was arrested the next day. For for her murder? For her murder, okay. yeah. He was found out. I think there was witnesses and um, linked him to her, to her really That's fast. That's good, but I'm mm. guessing
1: the fact that the story has only just begun, he's not going
0: to get Anyway, keep going. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm only on the first page. I think Um, Jack's body. I'm
2: enjoying this a lot. Just (laughs) yeah. Not, not really.
0: It doesn't get better much better, Tom. To be honest, Jack's body was discovered three days after Karen's was. Oh, so they did find him. Yeah, they linked the two murders. Both kids and same. Around about the same age, so he was charged with Karen's murder. And on this is what it doesn't make sense to me. This how they handled this. On October seventeenth, the police wanted to. So he was he was charged with Karen's murder, and then they were trying to find out about what happened to Jack because Jack was he's a lot more. um, There wasn't a lot of evidence linking him to Jack. So the police wanted to find out what had happened to him and offered a plea bargain for a lesser sentence on the Karen on Karen's murder. Because they needed to find out how it link him to both murders and then find out how Jack died as like closure for the family as yeah.
1: well. I mean, to be honest, by the sounds of it, it's probably best they don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't think he went in too much detail, into too much detail at the time. So, his charge went from murder to first degree manslaughter for both deaths, so he was sentenced for both. but this had a sentence of a maximum of twenty five years right instead of life yeah life or depending on where they are death uh, death sentence i don't know if you had it in that in that um in that state. After 14 years, inexperienced prison staff and social workers concluded that Shawcross was no longer dangerous. How
1: many times does this happen?
0: I know. Uh, disregarding the warnings from psych- psychiatrists who had assessed Shawcross as a schizoid psychopath, he was released on parole in April 1987. So, yeah, 14 years. So he was still Pretty young, actually. He was only in his what forties at this point. Forty-two.
2: Got his best best years of killing ahead of him.
0: Yeah, and in the eighties as well, which when you know it was really trendy. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. You you could you could do whatever you liked in the eighties.
0: Couldn't do anything for the serial killers. He had difficulty settling down in communities as the neighbours would protest his presence and employers would (gasps) fire him. Shocking. Yes. Rather shocking. Obviously nobody wants him anywhere near their town. So So he first he first moved into Binghamton, New York, and then relocated to Delhi, New York with his girlfriend, Rosemarie Wally. He's all he's got girlfriends all of the time. Huge shock. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He's oh. just, got, he just waving that junk around.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a picture of him, Emma, and you're gonna start with a huge cock references. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, Delhi residents became aware of Shawcross's presence in their town, the couple moved to nearby Fleischmann's, New York, only to be met with hostility there as you're well. You're a child
1: killer. Literally nobody wants you. Literally no, nobody is going all. to think that's should okay. not
0: have a girlfriend. What the fuck is she doing? She knows about it. She must have been one of them idiot women that go to the prisons and like, oh, I can change him. Yeah, she needs her head
1: checking and all. A pair of them. Where's this photo, then?
2: You, you're not getting a cock shot during the middle of the She's podcast, She's sending me
1: yeah. his face, you pervert. Stop talking about cocks. Do you want me to, do you want me to <laughs> I'm send you his face?
0: <laughs> Hold on.
1: Oh, I do not... I do know this guy because I do remember that neck.
0: Yeah, it's a neck that you don't forget.
1: <laughs> yes, no, I do remember him from uh yeah, not not a nice piece of
0: work. No, not at all. Anyway, back to the story. In June 1987, Shawcross and his new girlfriend Rosie Marie Wally were relocated to Rochester, New York there were no protests because so- Shawcross's parole officer failed to report their presence to the local police that a child rapist a murderer had just moved into town and I kind of think he did that on purpose oh I accidentally forgot because he just couldn't be asked to move them around again Oh, cool. yeah well maybe not that's, uh, that's just you
1: assuming I'm I assuming. mean, you to
2: hear the stories of certainly people on, like, the sex offender registry not being, well, yeah the, the, the neighbourhood not being told about it.
1: So, yeah. they were fine, they were yeah. settled, all all is good in the hood, nobody knows who they are. Yeah.
2: All is good in the hood, is it?
1: Well, it is for them.
2: Yeah, w- yeah. welcome to the early 2000s. You
0: started. I don't think it would be that good, because if not, I would have ended my story about now. So, I think it's gonna get worse <laughs> again. Good in the hood for them. Good in the hood for them. Yeah, absolutely. Life for Shawcross and Rose became routine. They got married. He worked various low skilled jobs. He, it didn't take long for him to become bored with his new life. In March 1988, so like, not even a year later, Shawcross began cheating on his wife with a new girlfriend. What the fuck, girls? What the fuck? You know the answer, Emma. Yeah. He also... (laughs) (laughs) Well done. (laughs) He, yeah, so he started beginning to cheat on his wife with a new girlfriend, and he was also spending a lot of time with the local sex workers. Unfortunately, over the next two years, many of the sex workers that he got to know would end up. This guy's disgusting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: That's that's unfortunate for him because he'd obviously made friends with them.
0: Um, yeah, I think he does first. He, I think he sees them. What? Well, I think the pattern is he sees them a few times, and they get used to him just as a normal, a normal customer. <laughs> and then, uh...
2: and, the, and then someone someone else murders them, and he doesn't have friends anymore.
0: Yeah. And that's what happened. He's
1: just making my skin crawl.
0: He's... I I, I did have a picture of him younger as well when this was happening. After I think that was more from the first murders. Dorothy Blackburn was a 27-year-old cocaine addict and sex worker who often worked on Lyle Avenue. It's a section in Rochester that was known for prostitution. On March 18th, 1988, Blackburn was reported missing by her sister. Six days later, her body was pulled from the Genesee River Gorge. An autopsy revealed that she had suffered severe wounds from a blunt object. There were also human bite marks found all over her body, and especially around her genitals. Uh, the cause of death was strangulation. So a lot, with a lot of these, he just bit people all the time. That was part of his, like, MO. Um, Blackburn's lifestyle opened up a broad range of possible suspects, uh, for case detectives to, to investigate, but there weren't many clues. And so eventually the case went cold. So her life, her lifestyle opened up a broad range of possible subject suspects for the case uh, detectives to investigate, but there was too few clues, and so the clay, case eventually went cold. In September, six months after Blackburn's body was found, the bones from another missing sex worker, Anna Marie Steffen, was found by a man who was collecting bottles to sell for cash. Mm. The decapitated and de- decomposing remains of a homeless woman, 60-year-old Dolothy Dorothy Keller was found on October 21st, 1989. So these are all pretty close together. Uh It's all... So it started in March and this is now October and this is the third body that they've found.
2: And there's quite a lot of Dorothy going on. Yeah. And it's a
0: popular name. Yeah, I think that's twice, in not Back in the 80s. She died from having her neck broken. I thought she died from having her head chopped off. I think that was post mortem how, how would they know that? They're clever. If she died from having her neck broken.
2: Well, you'd see if it would be lower
0: than
1: the... The vertebrae uh, would be snapped lower than the cut. The, the cut, oh. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and she was found in the Genesee with as well. Another sex worker, Patricia... Uh, Patricia Ives, who was 25, was found tr- strangled to death and buried under a pile of debris on October 27th. So that was what the one before was 21st, this is 27th. This is getting closer and closer together. So with the discovery of this last body of uh, Patty Ives, the investigators realised that it was a strong, there was a strong possibility that a serial killer was on the loose in Rochester, which, uh, I think that's about you know about time really. I think yeah, I was gonna say duh. Yeah, if they, I think it's because they were sex sex workers uh, and they either didn't really bother looking into it because it was just risky lifestyle and everything. But yeah, but what they- think that was a lot of the attitudes
2: at that point in time. No one cares if a hooker dies.
0: Yeah, that that's what it was. Uh, that's what they said on a lot of the interviews and. Things like crime, um, the crime documentaries that you I. You can't I say hooker anymore. This, They're
1: just... sex worker.
0: Yeah, it's sex worker. Nearly all yeah, of but, the. But, that,
2: but then it was a hooker.
0: So. I might accidentally. A lot of the articles said prostitute instead of sex worker. So I might accidentally say prostitute by accident. I've tried to change everything to you sex worker. You haven't, so. I might accidentally say it and I don't mean to. Some of the articles were, well, pretty old. Um,
2: and I was doing a bit, yeah, pretending to, pretending to be a nineteen, an early nineties cop.
0: Yeah, we know that that's not how you speak, Tom. <laughs>
2: no, I've got I've got respect for all sex workers.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I've got a question. Sorry. Yeah. Weren't all the victims yeah. like covered in bite marks and stuff, or was it just the first one?
0: No, the first one. Uh, The first sex worker he killed, um, Dorothy. The first sex worker was covered in bias marks, but then also Jack was. The little boy was. The little boy was bitten. But no one else was. And then this last one was as well. On most of them they were. Okay. But they weren't always the same. He kind of, you know. Mixed it up a bit.
1: I I was just trying to understand how they couldn't have already assumed they were, you know, dealing with a serial killer.
0: Yeah, no, they didn't all have bite marks, from what I could tell from what I researched about it. But a lot of no, them might,
2: might, might have been sort of caught short.
0: Yeah, possibly.
2: And not been able to do his bitey thing.
0: Yeah. So they had the bodies of four women, all who went missing and were murdered within seven months of each other. Three had been murdered within a few weeks of each other, and three of the victims were sex workers from Lyle Avenue. All of the victims had, oh no, all of the victims had bite marks and had been strangled to death. Okay,
1: so the theory that the police just, you know, weren't putting two and two together doesn't hold up. They should have known well before.
0: They should have known. I just don't think they cared or didn't have the... I think most of it was just, well, you're a sex worker and... Not that you deserve it, but kind of, you know, you put in yourself, you were putting yourself in that position. I think that was there, kind of. Okay.
1: Even, even going thing. by
0: that completely fucked up logic, it's yeah. still a serial killer. Exactly. I think this is why you'll, I think this is why they, they looked into it more. It's, they went from looking for individual killers to looking for a serial killer. And the window of time between kills is getting shorter and shorter. And yeah. then I think this is also why the press got wind of it and they started printing. Well that
1: first guy had done his job and kind of reported that there was a murderer living in the area.
0: Yeah. And also the whole, why didn't they put him away? He'd killed two children. Why? Why was he even out? I know. Anyway. Mental. Mental, mental. Give us some power. We'll sort them out. Yeah. we'll go back in time to the 80s and sort him out I
2: I I thought thought you were proposing a purge or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) you have to kill them all with big cocks Um, (laughs) with big cocks not just kill the ones with big cocks but we have to kill them with big cocks with big cocks yeah
1: and especially the ones
0: with big cocks. Death by cock. Yeah. What a way to go. <laughs> so the the press also grew interested in the murders and gu- dubbed the killer the Genesee River Killer or the Rochester Strangler.
2: Or the Cockchester Strangler.
0: <laughs> Tom. <laughs> don't let me die again.
1: <laughs> you would have think Biter would have been in there, you know, or Nibbler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Rochester McCarthy. nibbler. The Rochester
2: nibblers on the prowl. prow. <laughs> Ooh, I hope I meet him. <laughs> I
0: don't. I don't. That I sounds don't. like a like a thing to scare little girls. Like, oh, keep your keep your. Room Comes tidy. up and nibbles
2: your ear. Yeah. <laughs> runs
0: away. Tidy your room, if not the nibble will be in. Nibble your feet. <laughs>
2: And then it'll cut your head off. Oh, all
0: right, Tom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it right, scare the kids to death. Um,
2: he's, he's still a murderer. He's still a murderer, you know. No, no yeah, but it is. is
1: it is weird that they d- they didn't go with the <laughs> oh, the nibbler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> great, the Genesee River Nibbler is done it again.
2: That's quite a mouthful.
0: <laughs> the River Nibbler.
2: Huh? It's me, the nibbler.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Over the next few months, more and more women were turning up dead: June Stott, Marie Welch, Francis Brown, and Kimberly Logan. I thought sorry, I
2: thought there's just one woman.
0: <laughs> no, that's 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 four women, Mark. Four? I counted three. No, there's June Stott, Marie Welch, Francis Brown, and Kimberly Logan. Jean Marie, Francis and Kimberly. I might have missed one out when I was reading. Reading's hard. At the beginning of November, a sex worker named Joanne Van Nonstrand told police about a client named Mitch who paid her to play dead and they would, he wanted to try and strangle her to which she did not allow. So she was a seasoned sex worker who entertained, who had entertained men with all types of particularities and fantasies but this one this mitch managed to give her the creeps so she told police about it
1: good girl good girl
0: yeah this was the first real it's, isn't lead. being a
2: prostitute illegal though
0: i think at the t- i'm not sure
2: uh, i mean sorry a sex worker
0: yeah at the time i think it was
2: so so she was putting herself in danger of being arrested for being a sex worker
0: yeah, I think so.
2: Just to report this Mitch guy.
0: Yeah, so I think it shows how freaked out she was by him.
2: Yeah, no, no, clearly. Mm.
1: Fair play. Fair
0: play. Yeah. And I think the police would look you know, would overlook that and the fact that they're getting a lot of pressure from the press to find out who it is and it's you know, it was a pretty big story in that area back then.
2: Oh yeah, I mean if it turns out to be if it turns out to be the nibbler.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this was the first real lead that investigators had got in this case. And it was the second time that this this man with the same physical description, named Mike or Mitch, had been mentioned in reference to the murders. Interviews with many of the Lyle area sex workers had indicated that he was a regular and that he had the reputation of being violent. Following this, three more sex workers went missing...
1: So they haven't arrested him, or no? Even no, th- like no, they brought him in in suspicion. Nothing.
0: No, they'd got a possible name, Mike or Mitch, right? And had a so, description of him.
1: Okay, so not
0: nobody thought to go and have a look. Well, they were patrolling the areas where the sex workers. Oh, okay. they They were under, they were they were surveying the area and trying to trying to protect for once, trying to protect the sex workers. But, you know, I suppose they were a bit wary of the police as well. You know, it's... I take it back. I will take it back. They, they were actually putting in the effort by this point, which they should okay. have done from the beginning, but... Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah, were, yeah. They were doing it now.
1: I do apologise.
0: <laughs> Don't apologise to the 80s, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Following this, three more sex workers went missing. June, uh, Sicero, Darlene, Trippie... And Felicia Stevens.
1: There was one of them called Darling Trippy. Yeah. I don't know if that's... I don't know how... I
0: I, I think that might be a fake name. uh, That might be, mightn't it? It might be Italian. Trippy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It it very well might
1: be. Oh my god.
0: Or Trippy. (laughs) Or Trippy. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> in an effort to find the missing women police organised an air search of the area of the Genesee River where most of the bodies had been turning up road patrols were also sent out and on New Year's Eve they found a pair of black jeans belonging to Felicia Stevens her boots were found in another location after patrol was, had expended the search On January 2nd, another air and ground search was organised and right before calling it off due to bad weather, the air team spotted what appeared to be the body of a half-nude female lying face down near Salmon Creek. As they went down to get a closer look, they also spotted a man on the bridge above the body. He appeared to be urinating down to that area. But when he spotted the air crew, he imme- immediately fled the scene in his van.
2: Takes him tired of winding their massive cocking.
0: Yeah, took him a while to reel that in, like a like a fishing line, mm-hmm. like a like a fireman's
1: hose. Now, now I've seen his face. I'm not, I'm not even making the massive cock joke because it's yeah. gross.
0: Yeah. Um, the ground team was alerted and went in pursuit of the man in the van. The body, which was surrounded by fresh footprints in the snow was that of June Sicero and she had been strangled to death and there were bite marks covering her again. Psych. Yeah, The man from the bridge was apprehended at a nearby nursing home no idea why there was no explanation he identified himself as R- as Arthur Shawcross. After hours of interrogation Shawcross still maintained that he had nothing to do with the Rochester murders he did however offer up many many details about his childhood his past murders and his experiences in Vietnam so all right so what do you
1: think like trying to play the sympathy card i don't yeah, know.
0: and he also knew that he'd already been in prison for those murders of the kids so he was yeah. just throwing out all of the disgusting details which i won't go into but he mentioned slightly briefly touched on earlier what he did to the kids, he went into. He said that he killed thirty nine people in Vietnam, like to do with the war, which was disproven. So he was just bigging himself up. He enjoyed it. He enjoyed shocking the the investigators. Yeah, he said that he killed two Vietnamese women and ate them. Oh he just God. really, really went into shocking detail about everything.
2: And, and was denying that he had any involvement in the, yeah. those
0: He was denying <laughs> that, but really going into details about other, about his, the His plan
1: murders. seems a bit dubious to me.
0: Yeah. He could have like remained, he could have remained silent. Yeah. He seemed to want to shock the investigators, knowing that he couldn't, they couldn't do anything to him about it. I still don't think it was a very good idea because it just shows what type of person he is. And, uh, yeah. So he didn't admit anything. And also they thought that the MO didn't match up. Why would he go from kids to sex workers? You know, it just didn't match to them.
1: Oh, please tell me they're not going to let him go.
0: But they let him go.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) I just told you not to tell me that.
0: I'm sorry, but facts. They did, however, I think because they couldn't find anyone else, bring him in. And then also he did match the descriptions of what what they had and the age. He was brought in for questioning a second time and after several hours of interrogation, he still denied having anything to do with the murdered women. It was not until the detectives threatened to bring his wife and girlfriend, Clara, in together for questioning that he actually started to waver and tell them things. So I don't know whether he didn't want his... Want his wife and mistress to meet, or whether he just didn't want them to be put into the murders in any way and get in trouble for it right
2: it- You'd rather go to jail for murder than have your wife and mistress meet. yeah,
0: huh? I think that's yeah, that's what kind of what I got the gist of in his first admission, he damn nibbler, yeah, damn the eventually admitted to the murders of sixteen women. That were missing or murdered. But he denied having anything to do with five others. Then he confessed to murdering the others. He kept going like, oh, no. He kept holding things back and then giving it to them. It's almost like he wanted to save bits to shock people later with. Yeah. It was disgusting how he acted in this whole thing.
1: Well, the, the guy's gross. The whole it's just, yeah. the whole thing was... Bleh. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think he was just trying to make it last as long as possible. I really think he got a kick out of disgusting other people. With each victim he um confessed to the killing of, he included what the victim had done to deserve what they got in his eyes. One victim tried to steal his wallet, another wouldn't be quiet, another made fun of him, and then another lady nearly bit off his penis, apparently.
2: <laughs> That's ironic for the nibble. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I wish she had done. I really wish she had done too. So the trial... Yeah, wouldn't stop.
2: Him. It, it, that would probably make it worse. It'd probably kill more people. Well, he'd
0: be, he'd be bleeding to death though. That's a pretty big one. Get and it would little, hurt a lot. Enough. I'm pretty sure it would hurt. Oh yeah, of course it would. So, now we get to the trial. He pleaded not guilty by oh. reason of insanity. In the end, it came down. Classic. Yeah, and uh, he tried to bring up his his lawyer mentioned about his past and and everything in the Vietnam War, saying that it made him go a little bit crazy and that he had two personalities. But in the end, it came it came down to what the jury believed, and they weren't fooled for a moment. After deliberating for just half an hour, oh shit! They found him sane and guilty. He was sentenced good. to 250 years in prison and Fuck received yeah. an additional life sentence after pleading guilty to the murder of Elizabeth Gibson in Wayne County. So that was another body they managed to link him to. Good. And then he I mean, died. not good about
1: the body, but good.
0: Yeah.
2: Then he served, then he served five months. No, he
0: didn't. <laughs> Um, so that was in the, at uh, the beginning of the nineties. And then, um, on November 10th, 2008, he died of cardiac arrest after being transferred from the Sullivan correction facility to a New York hospital. And he was 63 uh, years old. Good. Time. What a shame. I hope he rocks. Absolutely. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. Oh, and the, the thing that, Linked it. Do you remember the, um, the classified ads killer? Yeah. From a few episodes ago.
1: Bobby Joe. Was it Bobby Joe Long?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that was it. That man was found to have an extra Y chromosome, which is why he was feminine in appearance. That man. Yes, I remember. Saying that he was feminine in appearance. Well, this guy had the same thing. Oh, okay. Which some people believe that is part of it gives them a need to, to kill, but it's absolutely not proven at all. But it's all just weird right. that in the amount of murders that I've covered, that's two already that I have that. But yeah. obviously it doesn't mean, it does. absolutely does not mean that anyone who has this extra chromosome is going to be a murderer in anyway. But it's just uh, interesting.
1: No, but it's still interesting.
0: Yeah. And that's my story. Well, thanks for that. Wow.
1: Okay, right. I'm going then. So this week, I'm going to talk about alien abduction, because I thought, after last week, I don't want any more ghosts or demons just yet. I've already got them in my brain at the minute, so we're going to go for something else that I find completely terrifying, which is alien abduction. Now, I don't know if you guys know, in last September, so last September 2021, the Pentagon actually released videos of unexplained flying phenomenon. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Saying that they didn't have any reason to believe that these crafts were anything to do with China or Russia. Have you guys seen these videos?
0: No. I think it's because they do freak me out quite a lot. It's all the unknown, isn't it?
1: Well, the fact that the Pentagon have released these... And some guy that I saw on YouTube, I think some military guy, I don't know. I don't know all the ranks or anything, but he said that they weren't even the more, you know, the most compelling videos that had been released. So that's scary. Oh, so there's worse. So that, yeah, well, there's not worse, but more convincing because on these videos you can like see triangular things moving around or circular things moving around but it's all very blurry and you know but apparently there are more compelling videos that haven't been released to the public so the pentagon in fact have admitted to more than 140 unexplained sightings since 2003 11 of which were very near misses with some of their own planes now Personally, I've always believed that there's no way in hell we're the only ones out there. But I maybe thought that we were either too insignificant or too far away to really ever make contact. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these superior beings might look down on us and just think, oh, God, look at them scumbags. They don't know what they're doing. There's no point going there. Or, you know, they're just, you know, in a different... Galaxy. Galaxy. So the fact that the Pentagon has now released these videos makes me wonder are they getting us prepared for something?
2: Well, they've 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 already got the men in black, so should be
0: fine. <laughs> Here come the
1: men in black I know you see the actual men in black, Tom, we're not even sure are part of the government. That's a completely different episode, but we're a bit unsure about what the men in black actually are. Dun, dun, dun. I know. I definitely think that in our lifetimes we will get some answers regarding extraterrestrial life, whether it be by visitation or an advancement in space travel on our part. One way or another, at some point, shit's going to get real. That's just my personal view.
2: There is this new telescope that's gone gone out that's going to start... Taking photos in the next couple of weeks, I think.
1: Yes, yes, I saw that. In fact, I I was amazed it didn't get more news coverage. Um, But Well, I mean, you
2: you know, Boris is having a hard time at the moment, so uh, that's why it's not on...
1: Boris had a party, didn't he?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's why it's not on the news.
1: Let's just hope that they're friendly. Anyway, all this got me thinking that this week I should talk about some of the most famous and credible accounts of alien abduction. Because why the fuck not, eh? Yeah. yeah.
2: It's not, it's not ghosts. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's not ghosts
1: and it's not demons. But this is actually, I find a little bit scarier, to be honest, because, you know, no, I don't know. It could happen to anyone. Anyway, that's by the by. So I'm going to talk about the story of Betty and Barney Hill. A uh, little side note.
0: Weren't they the name of the
1: Flintstones? Uh. Yes. Yes. Betty
0: and Barney. Be- they were the ma- they
2: Be- they were Be- married. Be-
0: Betty and Bar- uh, the Rubbles. Yeah, the Rubbles. I thought they were the
1: Rubbles. Anyway, these are the hills. So Betty and Barney weren't your average couple in 1961, as they were inter they were an interracial couple. Barney was black and Betty was white. This was still pretty rare in America, but they where they lived Portsmouth, New Hampshire. They were accepted, happy, and well liked by the community. Barney was a postal worker and Betty was a social worker. Betty and Barney decided one day to go for a spontaneous holiday to Niagara Falls. But their trip was cut short because they heard that there was a huge hurricane coming. So they thought, like you know, let's try and get home before the hurricane hits. So it was on their trip back that things got a little bit weird, to say the least. Yeah. So September 19th 1961 as they were driving home Betty sees a bright light in the sky. Now at first she just assumed that this was a shooting star until the light began to move upward. Betty asked Barney to stop the car so she could get a better look. Also it was a good opportunity to give their dog a pee break. So Barney pulls over at the next picnic area. Betty grabbed her binoculars and looked up at the object that she could see flying past the moon. It looked to have bright colours that were flashing. As her sister a few years previously had told her that she had seen a UFO, Betty began to wonder if that is what she was witnessing. Barney looked through the binoculars and said, it's just a plane. To which Betty said, if you think that's a plane, then you're an idiot. And he wasn't an idiot, just to be clear. Barney was a very clever chap. I can't remember his IQ, but it was ridiculously high. He was very clever.
0: But his wife said he was an idiot. So that's the one they should believe. That's
1: just wifey thing that, to say. That's isn't what it? they do. Yeah, that's what. That's just what what wifeys do. What
2: What you women do?
1: Oh, Thomas. He, however, changed his mind when the craft began making a rapid descent in their direction. He then realized that this was in fact not a plane at all. <gasps> so she
0: was right. Stupid Barney, and he's a high IQ, <laughs> and
2: and he is an idiot.
0: Yeah. See. <laughs> So they both rushed back to the
1: car and started speeding away from the UFO, but it followed them. The couple watched it as it moved erratically in the sky, and at one point it got close enough that they could see its size.
2: Did they get the dog back?
1: Yeah, of course they got the dog okay. back. I was also worried behind. about the dog. The dog well, is fine, it's in the car. I well, you, think. You, you didn't say that. I hope they rolled the window down. You, you,
2: you said it went out for a pee. You didn't say we got back in the <laughs> car with them.
1: To be perfectly honest with you, the dog doesn't reappear throughout the the whole story, so um, it's anybody's guess. I'm assuming the dog was in the car. Asleep. Betty said it was around 12 metres long. It appeared to be (laughs) rotating. It appeared to be rotating and was completely silent. That's the rabbit then. I beg your pardon? That's the... (laughs) It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: did you say? I said it's the ra- if it's rotating and it's silent, that's the rabbit that you can get from Anne Summers.
1: <laughs> uh, hang on a minute, can- this is a game changer. Can you get completely silent ones?
0: Well, no, but no. Right. if this was big and flying through the air, why wouldn't it be silent as well? The alien. I bet the aliens have invented one that's silent. And that's what they're sharing with this the This is Earth. not a
1: dildo, sweetheart. This is not a dildo. This is a UFO. <laughs> then the craft quickly moved towards their car, making Barney stop the car. It hovered above them around 30 metres and filled their entire field of view. Barney said it looked like a huge pancake. Betty described it more a straw hat shape with a dome on top and a flat circle around the edges. A
0: straw hat?
1: What? Yeah, you know, like a straw hat. You know, like the big straw hats.
2: Like a classic UFO.
1: Yeah. So, grabbing his gun... Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> as you do. miracle.
1: And went... Cl- okay. <laughs> grabbing his gun, he left his car and went closer to the craft. He said he could clearly see with his binoculars around 11 humanoid creatures through the front window of the craft. He described them as somehow not human. All dressed in black uniforms. They were all staring at him. One even smiled. And then all but one creature left the view of Barney. The one remaining creature stayed and telepathically said to Barney, stay where you are and keep looking.
0: Can you imagine that being those aliens being like, oh shit, there's one there looking at us and then like, you go talk to him. No, you go talk to <laughs> him. Oh, let's <that's laughs> run away. Oh, wait well, a minute, I'll telepathically tell him not to, to move while I think of something to say. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys go around the back.
0: Yeah. So, t-
1: two fins began to telescope out of the craft and a long ramp descended from the bottom of the craft. Barney totally panicked, tore the binoculars from his eyes as he was almost compelled to keep looking, rang back to his car and said they're going to capture us he said he felt like he was going to be caught like a bug in a net he told Betty to keep looking at the craft to see if it was following then they both heard a series of beeps and vibrations that could be felt on the boot of their car and a tingling sensation ran through their bodies and eventually the hills felt like they passed out. A second series of beeps brought them back to full consciousness but they realised that they had travelled kilometers south but had only vague recollections of that section of the road. They do remember a roadblock and having to make a sudden turn and seeing a fiery orb in the road. A trip that was supposed to take 5 hours had taken them 7 and they had no real explanation. They both drew what they could remember of the craft, and both had very strange impulses. What,
0: what, what strange impulses?
1: Betty was adamant that the luggage from the car must remain near the door, apparently fearing radiation, and Barney had... Alright. Unexplained...
2: <laughs> please, please, please tell us what Barney had.
1: I just know, but anyway. <laughs> Barney had... An unexplained need to inspect his genitals Ah! where Where he found nothing unusual.
2: Just the size of it.
0: (laughs)
1: Betty's dress was torn and ripped and Barney's best dress shoes were so scuffed on the top that they were ruined.
0: Oh, Barney. I
1: know. Betty's dress was also covered in some kind of pink powder. Now, over the years, the powder has been examined by five different scientific laboratories sherbet no one has any idea of what the substance is sherbet it con- they would have found out if it was sherbet, okay probably weren't looking for sherbet they would they would realize it was sherbet, so it contains some oil and some protein, but oh. after that they're they're left stumped. You know what that sounds like what
0: sherbet. <laughs> Tom's figured it out, babes
1: all right, well, she was covered in show, but she she dropped a dib dab
0: They had a sugar high and drove a hundred miles an hour down the road. That's why they can't remember
2: and they were they were diabetic, yeah, so the blood sugar was too high.
0: a man expect- inspecting his genitals is not uncommon, okay, well, you've solved the case. No, but I really want to know what happens.
1: You've solved the case, so. No, I you know. haven't. No, we haven't. Thanks I want to know more. Ne- <laughs> and
0: tune in next week. <laughs>
1: Can I continue?
0: No, yeah, I really want to know more as well. <laughs> we keep interrupting.
1: It's alright, darling. I did it to you. Cock. Yeah. <laughs> so both their watches stopped working and never worked again. And on the boot of their car was shiny circles that had never been there before. When they would take a compass near the circles, it would spin uncontrollably, but when taken further away, it returned to normal. So, on the 21st of September, Betty reported the UFO sighting to the Pease National Air Force. The day after, they called her back for further questioning. It did come out, in the end, that they too had seen a blip on their radars. And the story was forwarded to Project Blue Book. And Project Blue Book is the US Air Force's US UFO research project. Have you heard of Project Blue Book before? No. Nah, I, I don't think have. I have,
2: actually.
1: Well, now, now you know. Now you know. Betty decided she needed to get more information about UFOs, so she went to her local library and took out a book that had been written by a retired Marine Corps, Major Donald E. Kehoe. She then wrote a letter to Kehoe telling him her full story and about the humanoid creatures Barney had seen. It was here that she said that they were both considering hypnosis to recall the lost time as they were both having horrific nightmares. This letter was passed on to Walter Webb's, a Boston astronomer and NICAP member, which is the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. so webb met with the hills and conducted a six-hour interview and he stated that they were both telling the truth so the dreams you remember when i was taught saying they were having bad dreams Yeah. so these are some of betty's dreams and these are taken from wikipedia okay yeah So ten days after the alleged UFO encounter, Betty began having a series of vivid dreams. They continued for five successive nights. Never in her memory had she recalled dreams in such detail and intensity. But they stopped abruptly after five nights and never returned. They occupied her thoughts during the day. When she mentioned them to Barney, he was sympathetic but not too concerned and the matter was dropped. Betty did not mention them to Barney again.
0: Well, he's a dick and, like, invalidated everything. It's like,
1: yeah, it's a dream, it's fine. This is also the guy who thought the UFO was a plane. But,
2: but surely they both had dreams.
1: Yes, he was having dreams too, but he was just not letting on, I no, think. No, he, oh. he didn't m- want to worry m- her further. He just, he just manned up. Yeah, yeah. So in November 1961, Betty began writing down the details of her dreams. In one dream, she and Barney encountered a roadblock and men who surrounded their car. She lost consciousness but struggled to regain it. Then she realised that she was being forced by two small men to walk in a forest at night and of seeing Barney walking behind her. Though when she called to him, he seemed to be in a trance or sleepwalking. The men stood about five feet to five feet four inches tall and were wearing matching blue uniforms with caps similar to those worn by military cadets. They appeared nearly human, with black hair, dark eyes, prominent noses and bluish lips. Their skin was a greyish colour. Ooh.
2: That sounds like humans.
1: (laughs) In the dreams, Betty barney and the men walked up the ramp into the disc-shaped craft of metallic appearance once inside barney and betty were separated she protested and was told by a man she called the leader that if she and barney were examined together it would take much longer to conduct the exams she and barney were taken to separate rooms Mm. betty then dreamt that a new man similar to the others entered to conduct her exam with the leader. Betty called this new man the examiner and said he had a pleasant calm manner. Though the leader and the examiner spoke to her in English, the examiner's command of the language seemed imperfect and she had difficulty understanding him. The examiner told Betty that he would conduct a few tests to note the differences between humans and the craft's occupants. He seated her on a chair And a bright light was shone on her. The man cut off a lock of Betty's hair. He examined her eyes, ears, mouth, teeth, throat and hands. He saved trimmings from her fingernails. After exam... That's a bit gross. Yeah. A little bit creepy. Creepy vibes. After examining her legs and feet, the man used a dull knife similar to a letter opener to scrape some of her skin onto what resembled cellophane. He then tested her nervous system and he thrust a needle into her navel, which caused Betty agonising pain, whereupon the leader waved his hand in front of her eyes and the pain vanished. The examiner left the room and Betty engaged in conversation with the leader. She picked up a book with rows of strange symbols that the leader said she could take home with her. She also asked from where he came and he pulled down an instructional map dotted with stars. In Betty's dream account, the men began escorting the hills from the ship when a disagreement broke out. The leader then informed Betty that she couldn't keep the book stating that they had decided that the other men did not want her to because they didn't want her to remember the encounter. Betty insisted that no matter what they did to her, she would one day recall the events. She and Barney were taken to their car, where the leader suggested that they watch and wait till the aircraft departed. They did so, then resumed their drive. Okay, so that's what Betty was dreaming. I mean, that's some intense dreams, right?
2: That's better than the original story.
1: So, they were seriously beginning to think about hypnosis as Barney began experiencing, experiencing serious unexplained anxiety and stress and even developed an ulcer. One day at their local parsonage, there was a guest speaker, a Captain Ben Sweat. Pfft. Oh. What name. yeah after his talk they approached him and related their story he was particularly interested by the lost time but when asked if he would hypnotize them he said they would need someone a lot more professional than himself barney began going to see a psychiatrist to deal with his anxiety and mentioned hypnosis to his doctor who was called dr stevens and he was referred to a benjamin simon the hills first met simon on december 14th 1963 so this is two years later already yeah they they try yeah how many times you have to be referred to get help well i don't know how long they actually waited before they started talking about it yeah so the hills first met simon on december 14th 1963 so two years later he began sessions with the hills in january 1964 So, okay, I was just going to say, God, that was a long wait, but no, it actually wasn't. It was just a month wait.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, 1964!
1: (laughs) (laughs) he hypnotized them both several times until june 1964 so about six months the (gasps) sessions were done separately so they could not influence each other and at the end of each session he reinstated their amnesic state as to not traumatize them further so basically at the end of each session he kind of made it so they didn't remember what they just talked about
0: kind of thing how do you do that
1: well because he's
0: a hypnotist oh yeah yeah of course he's a hypnotist (laughs) he does stuff he does.
1: <laughs> it's my technical talk, babe. You know he's a hypnotist. He does. He does stuff. Things and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the things and then the stuff. Nah, yeah. things and stuff. Professional words. So I'm going to talk about Barney's sessions. So Barney, of course, I we love called the crew. You. You, you love me. Love me. <laughs> <laughs> We're <laughs> a <heavy laughs> happy family.
2: We're the great. Big
0: hug. big hug and a nibble on the head
2: <laughs> now you're fucking
0: dead <laughs> oh, that was awful
2: <laughs> but it rhymed
0: <laughs> <I did> that. <laughs> that
1: was fucking terrifying <laughs> and now you're fucking dead bitch <laughs> so yeah
2: the, the, the new sessions
1: I'm going to talk about Barney's <laughs> sessions first so Barney of course recalled the creatures he was paralyzed with fear so he kept his eyes closed for most of the abduction but said he could feel their eyes pushing into his <laughs> he had driven into the woods <laughs> what are you like i don't know the, the image of it
0: like someone really staring and like touching your eyes with their eyes kind of made me laugh <laughs> so strange do you not? If I did that to you and came up to your face and put my closed eyes on your closed eyes, do you not think that would be a little bit weird and funny? Well, yeah, that's why he was frightened, because it's weird. I, I
2: think your nose would get in the way. I don't think you could actually put your closed eyes together.
0: Oh, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, we have noses, don't we? Uh, yeah, we do. I could kind of like turn to the side and just touch one eye and then I'll change and touch the other eye. <laughs> We'll do
1: it next time we see each other. <laughs> Test it. I'll hold you to it. He had driven into the woods unexplicably and had been stopped by six creatures. They told Barney not to fear them but to keep his eyes closed. I mean, that's dodgy. If somebody oh, yeah. says, "Don't fear
0: me, but keep your eyes closed, children,"
2: especially when they're creatures.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, from another planet. That have just sucked you up into their aircraft.
2: If, if it's like, fill hole in the nibbler, you just go, "Cool, man."
0: Yeah.
2: I'll keep my eyes closed. <laughs> fuck's sake!
0: Does that not sound like an album? An album title? Title? Like you just said. What?
2: Fill hole, Phil hole in the and the nibbler. nibbler. Keep your eyes closed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And other hits. <laughs> yeah.
0: I could imagine finding that at like a car boot sale out of some really weird man's trunk. <laughs> I've
2: like, oh, been looking this forever,
0: and the whole uh, and the whole soundtrack is just someone nibbling. Mmm, <laughs> yummy.
1: <laughs> Shall I continue, guys? Uh, please do. Yes, please do. Barney's description was very similar to to Betty's hypnotic sessions. He said that they were taken into the craft where they were separated. He was taken into a room and told to lie on an examination table. He said he had a cup-like device that was placed over his genitals.
2: That that he keeps on checking out.
1: Well, that's probably why he felt the need that he needed to check. And he later developed wart-like growths over where the cup had been placed.
0: Oh. I know. The aliens had genital warts. Genital warts. Genital warts. And genital warts get them from aliens.
1: And he felt like semen had been taken even though he did not ejaculate.
0: Oh. (laughs) So it just literally just went.
1: Yeah. Oh. And he'd also had something placed in his anus. (laughs) they inspected his ears and eyes and mouth and scraped his skin they seemed to count his vertebrae barney said he couldn't understand the language and it sounded like mumbling but the few times that he did communicate with him it was telepathically he then said he was taken back to his car in a trance-like state and watched while the ship left so betty's hypnosis hypnosis sessions were very similar to barney's except she remembers them speaking to her in English. And also, she remembers having a huge needle injected in her belly button, which caused excruciating pain. That's what she dreamt oh, man, that about. Was that,
2: that wasn't a needle.
1: Yeah, that's what she... It was a needle, you <laughs> perv. And that's what she dreamt about. But when the leader passed his hand over her face, the pain vanished. Um, she remembers that this is supposedly... It was supposed to be a pregnancy test.
0: Ooh. Yeah. yeah i prefer our ones yes exactly on a
1: stick just pee on a stick she remembered them breaking her dress as they could not figure out the
0: zip typical
2: advanced race (laughs) that it is
0: yeah what is zip yeah
1: she said the aliens at one point ran in excitedly saying barney's teeth could be removed It was. It was then that that's terrifying.
0: (laughs) I have nightmares about my teeth falling out. No, but
1: don't worry. Yeah, so do I. It actually means something. That means that you're under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. There is a meaning to the teeth falling out dream.
0: Yeah, I know it's quite a common
1: dream. Yeah, it's horrible though because you can actually feel it, and then you wake up and you're like, "Yeah, I can feel it. I
0: can feel my once. Yeah, I can feel them crumbling out. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it's
1: not a nice dream. No. They ran in excitedly saying Barney's teeth could be removed and it was then that Betty had to explain what dentures were and that sometimes people need fake teeth. The aliens apparently found that astounding. Yeah. I
0: suppose it is if they don't have anything like that. Well, yeah.
2: If they don't have teeth.
1: Betty recreated the star map she remembered in her dream and there has been some debate as to whether it's nonsense or it is in fact you know factual if it does indeed line up with existing stars or if it's just a load of random dots. Simon thought that simon is a hypnotist simon thought that barney's memories had been affected by the knowledge of betty's dreams so he was unconvinced about the alien abduction either way the hypnosis works and barney and betty return to their normal lives of course there was media coverage and they did you know interviews and they were on the front page of the paper and whatnot so there is a book of course that was written called the interrupted journey and that was published in 1996 so if you want to read more about it go right ahead apparently it's a good book two full hypnosis sessions are available on soundcloud and i'll link them to all our social medias so if you want to listen to them because they're creepy as hell if you want to listen to them go for it so yeah that is the story of the abduction of betty and barney hill that was
0: good it was good yeah
1: So yeah, what do you guys think about it all then, about aliens and shit? I love it.
2: Love it.
0: I do find, I think aliens make me feel uncomfortable, because...
2: I I find it more true than ghosts.
0: Uh, I do think ghosts and aliens and everything, because, yeah, aliens, I do think they, some sort of aliens exist. And then with ghosts, I just think with ghosts, it's been all, all these years, and you can find references to ghosts back to thousands and thousands of years ago. So I just think there must be some truth in ghosts as well, because why every single generation, why when we have them, we always have ghost stories to go along with it.
2: Maybe the aliens are pretending to be ghosts.
0: Yeah, maybe it's all connected. But it's like, I, you know, do you remember the Valiant Thor
1: that we said there might be a connection between, like, Bible stories and very early sightings of UFOs? You know, you don't know how long it's been going on.
2: Well, no, I mean, the pyramids were built by aliens, weren't
1: they? I mean, I don't think so. Were they?
2: Well, it depends who you talk to.
1: Who knows? Who knows? There's lots of weird stuff out there, but yes, I'm definitely a believer. And I actually, I really do think that in our lifetimes, we'll get, we'll, we'll know some stuff. Hopefully
2: a lot later in our lifetimes.
1: And as for the ghost, Tom, you know, I would say it depends on the type of haunting that you get. Because I do believe in energy energy is a thing we're all made out of it so when we die where do, where does that energy go you know oh no and- i'm i'm i'm
2: not i'm not saying for a minute that i don't believe i find i think i think i find the odds of me experiencing an uh, extraterrestrial event as opposed to a ghostly event would be more in the in the UFO side of things.
1: Yeah, well, I actually saw something once, and it was really strange, and I remember I was driving home from work. I used to work in a restaurant, and it was the night... It was the late shift, so I finished quite late, and I was driving home. Um, we live in the countryside, so there's no, like, light pollution or anything like that, and there was this huge red ball in the sky. It was massive, and I thought... You know, is it a blood moon tonight? Is, you know, is the moon supposed to be red? But it was just so low. It was just above a field. And I, I was like, I've never seen a moon like that before. You know, what, what is that? And then as I drove a bit further along, just wasn't there anymore. And, um, the next day I went into work and I was just talking to my bosses because I had really nice bosses and we had a, we had a great chat about it. Well, we had a great chat about everything, but we, I was talking about it. And they went, oh yeah, oh yeah, you were tired, blah blah blah. Anyway, the day after that, my boss said, "I went home very late last night, and I saw the exact same thing you did. Big red ball, looked like, you know, a huge moon. Huge it was, bright red, and then it just wasn't there anymore. So what was that all about?
2: Were they going the same route as you?
1: No, not at all. I mean, we're we're all close, aren't we? Because yeah. we're all yeah, warm. in the, the great
2: scheme of things here, yeah, but. I mean if you, if you go in different
1: directions No, they were they wouldn't have been.
0: Very strange. Ah. Yeah, it is strange. How big was it? Like a moon size. Like it it, it yeah, it was moon
1: size, but it was it was low. It was like right right above a field, like a sunset. Yeah, like a sunset, almost. except it was the moon but and it, it was, was it was yeah. like midnight, so you'd expect the moon to be high not really low and i've never seen even a blood moon i've never seen one like bright red like that it was weird it wasn't moving or doing anything it was just there and then yeah as i drove along it just wasn't it was just really strange and then another time when uh when i ran the pub we had a a regular customer who's a lovely bloke very down-to-earth bloke and he just casually said, oh yeah, I've seen a UFO before. Just saw it flying about the sky. Definitely not a plane. So yeah, but you know, people do see stuff. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen any alien-y stuff. Not yet. I don't think. Not yet. Oh, I shouldn't say it too loud. No. <laughs> don't no. come see me. Leave my anus alone. I'll tell you what, me and Ben saw I'm a belly button. Have you
1: guys seen the, oh what, the, is it Space Link? Space Link? No no you know uh, Elon Musk satellites what they're called have you ever seen those go by because that's really cool because you can just see them going like in a big line
2: no well like
0: hi Rapping which looks very
1: strange
2: sucking up all your data
0: yeah no I haven't seen them I'll have to have a look on, on Google
1: SpaceX I think it's called SpaceX oh SpaceX yes yeah, yeah. oh I don't know what I'm talking about it's all his satellites and they're all they're lined
2: up. It is SpaceX. Yeah.
1: Me and Ben have seen them go over the house before, and that's quite interesting to look at. So, yeah. Anyway, there we have it.
0: I want to hear Tom's story to finish up.
1: Oh, yeah, Tom's story. Tom's got a story. I'm sorry, Tom. Go for it. Tom's story. Well, basically,
2: what I thought I'd do because we talked about last week, is that the Florida Man thing. Yeah. And I just thought, instead of looking too hard, i just do a Florida Man story from today's date. Yeah. So... <laughs> Go on, then. <laughs> is it Let's good? Let's finish
1: on a lighter note. Yeah,
2: it, it almost wasn't, because the first one I came across was Florida Man is arrested for killing his father.
1: Oh, well, it would have fit right in, wouldn't it? Yeah, but...
2: I I found a better one. So, basically, the um, headline is, Florida man is facing charges as police say he stole an alligator and attempted to throw it
0: on a roof. (laughs) Oh, that's not where they belong. Water dwellers, not roof. roof.
2: Well, quite.
0: What roof, Tom?
2: I'll get to that.
1: (laughs) I thought that was the story.
2: No, that is that is the the story. But it, it, it's not. It doesn't matter what the roof is. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a special roof. He was trying to throw it on.
1: Wait, well, matters to me. Was it his house? Was it somebody's else house? Was it? No, I, I
2: think I, th- I think it was a bar. Okay, which would make sense.
1: <laughs> of course, yeah. Don't serve me here. <laughs> Have an alligator.
2: Uh, basically, this this guy William Hodge was arrested because he was he was seen by police carrying an alligator down down a state road. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> and then,
1: For fuck's sake! Just casually under the arm. This As is you Florida, do.
2: you know. This is yeah. Clearly, the sort of things that happen, and then he, he was arrested because he was seen slamming the tail of the alligator and trying to throw it on top of a building and when the police questioned him he said he was trying to teach the alligator a lesson
1: for fuck's sake well he sounds like a dick
0: (laughs) i bet the alligator was like what the actual fuck what is happening
2: this guy is called william hodge but his nickname is bubba
0: well bubba
1: you are (laughs) a dick um I don't like animal cruelty. Oh, Mama Bubba
0: got an alligator again.
2: He was arrested after he was seen grabbing the alligator by his tail, stepping on it twice, and trying to throw it on the roof of a bar.
0: Fucking weirdo. And of course, he's called Bubba. That just makes everything. just makes so much sense.
1: People are weird, guys. And we think we're weird, but I think we're actually quite normal.
0: And I wouldn't really think to pick up an alligator and try to throw it on a roof to teach it a lesson. No, you wouldn't. I mean, if it tried to bite him, that's an alligator thing. They're known to do that.
2: He did claim to steal it after a brief wrestling match.
1: (laughs) What? So he wrestled it and then,
2: and then I I I assume sort of took it as victory. (laughs) Yeah, and and then then decided to try and teach it a lesson.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't really know what to say to that. Apparently, though, isn't in America, Florida the type of area that just shit happens. Like, weird stuff like this happens all the time, or if there's a weird story, everyone's like, oh, well, of course it's in Florida.
2: Yeah, it seems to be that sort of... Theme. Yeah.
1: Floridians, writers, tell us why. Tell us, tell us th- other up. stories. I want to hear all the Florida stories. Tell us. We must know. Right, should we wrap it up, guys? Yes. So please rate, review, follow, subscribe, do all the social biz,
0: whatever. And uh yeah, we'll see you next week. Alright, well, until next time.
2: Stay safe.
0: Don't kill people. <laughs>
1: and keep it weird. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.
2: Pick up.